podcasting via live stream from our residences where we've all been forced to play video games and watch Netflix, date, drink, and subsist on takeout and cocktails delivered to our doors. But we'll get through this together. This is the December Fancast. I'm Colin Daniels with producer Scott Stafford. And your host, John Reedy. Hey. My, this like is my that. math. 2001 Woo! Stanley Cup champs. I cut it off a I cut it off a Nike shirt because it I didn't want the shirt anymore. But I like this from the 2001 Stanley Cup run. How's it going, everybody? Welcome to the show. It's Looking it's good. great to be here. Um, it's great to see everyone. See the the two of you. Um, and it's great to be talking to everyone out there. I hope everyone's doing fine. It's been a couple weeks since we did our last one, and and hopefully everyone stayed healthy and safe and. Uh, not too bored in uh, in uh, the drinking, drinking alcohol. Yes, plenty of alcohol. Um, and uh, hopefully we can have something fun to talk about tonight. I don't know if you noticed, but I'm wearing double glasses. Oops, I'm, I'm wearing double glasses. Um, there's two pairs of glasses on me because um, I can't see. I can only see through the bifocals of the screen, so I have to magnify the top. So I'm wearing double glasses when I, when I look at the computer. That's what happens when you get old. Well, that's ingenious, Joe. <laughs> it works. Oh, I, I discovered hilarious. it because when I was watching so many hockey games on the computer, which which seems like a million years ago that I was having to watch hockey games on the computer because there was no local, there was no altitude on my local uh, television, and um, that's when I discovered I needed. Remember to Remember when this that was our otherwise I had to. Problem, yeah, yes, exactly. That was our biggest problem, and I had to look. I had to look like this through the bifocals to see it. So then I discovered I could just put two glasses on, and and everything's great. So uh, how's everyone doing out there tonight? Doing well, John. I should probably take this mask off so I can drink better. But yeah, uh, well, um, you know, new way of life, and uh, I don't know how many weeks are we into this thing at this point? Three, four. That depends um, when you started. I, I started. I started well before uh, the middle of March, so I'm I'm well into it. But I also get to leave the house every day, so I feel a little lucky in that. Yeah, that's nice. And Colin, you're still uh, yeah, and the I'm house with you too. I, well, I'm I'm leaving the house five days a week from noon to five, so it's not my normal schedule. But absolutely, it is nice to be. My wife is working from home, and of course, fortunately, my children are both well into their teens. In fact, my son is getting ready to move out of the house, so it's not a huge strain on us as parents. I have to have children uh, who are young children, and that that would be a real hassle. I don't I don't envy them at all. Now that would be tough, uh, and I'm working from home, and. Uh... It's it's kind of a drag, you know, because I'm used to leaving and doing things and going places and seeing people, and uh, it's 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 strange. I gotta say, I don't I don't like it. I'm I'm ready. I'm ready to get back. But. Well, this will cheer you up because I've I've cleaned my house extensively and thrown a ton of stuff away. I've found a lot of stuff, as you know. I found that old show that 
that uh, Aaron X and I did. And um, I found some old pop autopsies that Scott used to produce. That's how I met Scott uh, many years ago. I'm going to start putting some of those shows up. We'll talk about that in a second. But um, I found this beauty. This is a sticker I found. And um, this is kind of cool. Isn't that nice? It's a 1985 Broncos sticker and it's in perfect shape. I'm going to stick it on something good. Stick it on your ass. I I might, you know what I mean? Um, So um, yeah, that's that's definitely the kind of sticker, the kind of sticker, John, that you want to take your time figuring out what you're going to put it on because it's vintage. It's like legit vintage now. I know I might just not put on anything. I put it on my, my bumper. It's going to get, uh, you know, it's going to wear off eventually. So, um, well, let's, let's talk about the, the, the elephant in the room, shall we? Um, when we chatted last a couple weeks ago, um, I was kind of like, ah, oh, this, you know what, as soon as this kind of dies down, maybe they can get back to playing to empty stadiums. But like, like California's like said, no events through like, uh, September and like all these things are getting like canceled. And I think that um, I, Scott and I were talking about this before we, before we went live. I, I, I think that sports in general is almost uh, we might not see anything here for a long time. What do you, how do you feel about it now that, that we've gone a couple weeks? Well, let me, let me preface my answer with a question is it to both of you. When, Will you be comfortable going into a sports arena again? So let's assume we're talking about Me personally games where fans attend. Personally, yeah. how long will it take for you to be ready? Will it take a vaccine? Uh, that would be nice. Yeah, that would help. Um, but for me personally, it's going to take a while. And uh, I know there's people who will be there tomorrow if you let them in. They'd be like, oh, Nuggets are playing? I'm there. I'm I'm there. Me, I wouldn't. I wouldn't do that. It would have to be pretty much like way long gone, and like maybe have a vaccine too before I'd feel comfortable doing it. Like, like I don't even know if I want to go out to a bar at this point. And you know how much I love going to a bar. So I saw something recently. Um, it was a, a poll taken that seventy percent of people do not feel comfortable going to a sporting event until a vaccine is created and out. That We're talking help. February. So if 70% of the people don't want to go, how do you just do it in empty stadiums? I I, It feels irresponsible at that point. Well, an empty stadium is probably the most, most responsible. It, you could still say it's, um, it's, uh, not if they're charging people to be there, especially like season ticket holders who are going to lose their asses on that. Well, that's the thing. That's, that's where they make, that's where they make their money. Right. They make many people come in and sitting there buying beer, buying dipping dots, all that. And if they don't have that, then that's a huge problem. My whole thing is they need to get back to some sense of, 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 you know, normalcy and say, Hey, we're here's, here's some sports to watch. If we could watch them on, on altitude, obviously. Um, and then just get it, just get it going again, just so they can, you know, by by June they could have like the Stanley Cup uh, playoffs. Um, that's doable, I think, still. But I just don't think they're going to do it. I, I I don't think they're even going. I don't think they're going to bother with it. Which begs the question: Are they ever going to? They're going to bring back the NHL. They're going to bring back the NBA. I think those seasons are done. I think they're just going to. They're just going to. They're going to bag it unless something changes here real soon. 
And the and baseball is probably looking at um, either a super shortened season um, or just getting canceled altogether. Because if they're not if if we're not doing it by June or July, and people can go to Coors Field or you know go to go to go to Yankee Stadium, um, then then they're not going to have anything at all. Our buddy Snyder just chimed in and said that, that we'll have sports by July, so he's confident it'll happen by July. But at that point, are they going to even? Con- Colin, are they going to even consider the NBA at that point, or are they just going to bag the whole thing? I think the NBA is the most likely of the leagues to go ahead and cancel and have no championship um, in 2020. Why? Um, I, I, because largely based in Canada. And I think also, from a television perspective versus an arena perspective, I, I believe personally, and I could be wrong about this, that baseball is the most dependent sport on dip and dot sales and ticket sales. Be that because they have 162 games, um, 80, 81 home games for every team. Um, I think the NBA had so little time left in the arena. The arena money is not that critical. It's the TV money that's critical. Um, yeah, so it's possible they come back, but I think they'll probably bag it. NHL, I think they will find a way to have some kind of an abbreviated season. Um, baseball, I believe, will have an abbreviated season. What's interesting to me is the National Football League because I don't think in September people are going to be ready to go to stadiums. I really don't. And so if, if any league can survive on alone, it's the NFL. The television contracts are massive. Sure. So could they end up playing in front of empty stadiums? I think it's a fascinating question. There's so much yet to be answered about all of this. And our perspectives change from one day to the next. I mean, just today, well, yeah. I heard that they've, they have, and they now have a cure in China that has been tested safe on 108 people, and now they're going into round two of testing and 500 people. What if there is a internationally available fucking cure by July 31st? Well, that changes everything. So I think right now, from one day to the next, my feelings change. Well, that's why I'd like to welcome in our new sponsor. It's called Fish Tank Cleaner, and I'd like all the old people to go ahead and drink Fish Tank Cleaner to to, to it's delicious. That's right. It's delicious and effective. They'll take care of everything quickly. Well, I I don't know how you can how you can question they're going to have NFL games if you're saying they're going to have baseball games. If they're having a baseball game in July, then they're definitely having football games in September, unless something unless something happens. Anyway, it but even knows? with this cure, right? So Johnson and Johnson uh, essentially have one. They came out with what they said ten days ago. But the time they actually go through the testing process and uh, and they make it and like the earliest they're talking about is early 2021. So that's the earliest that they're going to have 7 billion vaccines. I mean, how many vaccines are you going to have to have? The whole world needs one. Um, anyway, I think it's a long ways away. Our best hope is for the herd immunity. Um, it's certainly we have, this is way more contagious than we thought it was and and, and way less deadly than we thought it was. Uh, there was a study, I don't know if you guys have saw, saw this, I think a few days ago, 
they were uh, testing blood in the uh, Lombardy region of Italy. And uh, they were testing 60 people that didn't have any symptoms whatsoever. And they're using them as essentially as kind of the control group. And they tested these 60 people, tested their blood, and they found out that two thirds of them actually had coronavirus and mm. didn't know it. So there's, uh, I think this thing is crazy contagious. I think I may have had it in February. I was sick as a dog uh, late February. And I was uh, all the symptoms, but I didn't think it was here at the time. And now we're learning it was, it was absolutely here and we just didn't know it. I have a feeling a lot of us have it or had it and didn't know it. And um, I think we're gonna hit herd, herd immunity, maybe September, maybe October, but who knows? Um, I think that's what Diamond I, and Silk were trying I to say. I overheard an day. interesting conversation. <laughs> I, heard, I overheard a really interesting conversation <laughs> actually out at the park the other day while I was uh, I, I was out taking photographs. Cheeseman? Blooming trees. Uh, uh, no. Cheeseman Park. All around my, all around my neighborhood. Um, I was t taking pictures of, of springtime things trying to make myself feel better. And I was in a park taking photographs of dogs and I overheard a gentleman talking about having had and recovered from coronavirus. Um, and he was a neighbor of mine and I was just, I was stunned. I was like, Oh my God, this, this fucking guy had this shit. And he said that he was going to go to the emergency room the following day, one Saturday, he was so sick and so miserable and coughing so badly and coughing up blood. Yeah. And he said, if this isn't better tomorrow, even though they're saying emergency room, I'm going to go to the emergency room. But that next day he started to feel better. So he decided not to. And then he got progressively better over the next five days. He said altogether, he was sick for about 10 days and then it just went away. Just What's went he away. Tested, and he's What's probably he about 10 years older than we are. I'd say he was like 56, 57 years old, right about there. Was he tested or did he, he just assumed he had it? He he just believes he had it. You I don't guess. get tested unless you're, yeah. you're about to go on a ventilator, man. Sure, sure. Um, yeah. It, I was it also sucks, really surprised and... to hear if you if, if you do go on a ventilator, you have like a 15 to 20% chance of survival. Yeah, that's it's not really good. fucking horrifying. Yeah, it's not good. Um, well, I I hope I hope no one gets it and I hope it stops soon. Um, and not just for selfish reasons like I get to watch sports. I mean, like the Avalanche should be in the playoffs, playing the playoffs right now. I'd be probably watching that instead of here talking to you guys, you know. Um, and obviously there's 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 bigger things to worry about, but, um, you know, you think about that, you're like, God damn, this is so it's, it's, um, it's not like, you know, uh, um, you know, Oh, we've, we've experienced this horrible, uh, you know, like a, like a major event that like, you know, like a, like a, you know, fucking nuclear bomb went off or anything, but it's like a low grade one. You know what I mean? Like it really like kind of like altered everything, you know, kind of in everything, a very sneaky way. Everything's changed. And don't you feel like, this it's going to happen again like yeah, yeah. this is my my new oh, i know reality. like we're we're preparing now for the next one yeah like we need to be prepared for the next one and i can't even believe we're there at this point in time well how how much different we were talking about this earlier how much different is your life going to be um like 
I'm not going to, I don't even want to shake anyone's hand. I thought, Oh, it's all good. I can shake someone's hand. I don't want to do that. And, you know, just being around a big group of people, I just, I'm not interested in it. You know Um, I was always, I was always kind of a germaphobe anyway. So like, if I was, if I was in that, in that situation, I always felt kind of like, ah, you know, especially in cold and flu season. Um, so now I'm like, I just don't even want to deal with it, but you know, I still really want to go to that DNVR bar though. I really want to hit that place. Man. I was just driving past it the other day. It's right by twist and shout, isn't it? Right there. It's close. Yeah, it's close. It's up on Um, Colfax. Yeah. So, so gambling was supposed to start in May and you could, at that point it, we were like, Oh shit. All I can bet on is baseball whatever. Um, if, if all of a sudden there's hockey and basketball, it's going to be great, but I'm not even convinced that's going to happen. So all this progress for, for gambling being legalized and we're not going to be able to gamble on anything. It's really, it's really a drag. I'm kind of bummed out about that. But what about this concept that I'm hearing about baseball? So baseball splitting it up between the uh, Cactus League and the Grapefruit League, um, having different divisions evenly split, and everything is played in Florida and Arizona under a controlled. But why Florida? Florida's a fucking uh, cesspool. Why would you put it in Florida? It's- That's because uh, it's, they're they're all in one state, just like Arizona, and then you don't have to travel. You don't have to get on airplanes, and you just travel back. You just it's it's more controlled, but that's the discussion right now. I don't know. You, is, can, put it, uh, you can put it out in the middle of Texas and you know what and and have them there be closer to closer to Arizona. I just don't get the Florida thing. That's like somebody was like we had somebody the infra- they have the infrastructure, John. So yeah, they have, true. They but, have the stadium, well, and so I have, that's I not know, what I heard. That's not what I heard. All Arizona. All Arizona. They have 18 major league capable ballparks there. They only have one that's covered, but they have plenty of places for these teams to play and they could play double and triple headers. The question that I've heard raised listening to sports talk radio is whether the players association will go for it because as we know, most of those guys are closeted gays and they, we, Really like their man honk. They're going to get their road their road meet um, if they have to hang out and go straight from the hotel back to the ballpark. And they can't see their wives who they're hey, lying to about being we, gay. We've, we've, <laughs> okay. we've, we all have to make sacrifices here, Colin. And I think that uh, going without your man meet for, for a couple months is probably, uh, is probably something we're all going to have to do. Because, listen, I come back to this whole thing. We're talking about the sports angle of it, right? Because this is kind of a sports show. Obviously, there's bigger fish to fry. There's, you know, there's other important things. People are dying, but um, the the important thing is is just having something that people can like. I try to watch. I try to watch some of the old Rockies games that um, that people put on. They put on. They put it on YouTube, and you can follow along. It's really cool. It's fun. But like, I'm watching the old game, and I'm just like, this doesn't do it for me, man. Because I could just look up. I don't remember the game, so I could look up who won, right? So it just yeah. doesn't do it for me. You're watching a live event while it's going on, either there or on TV, and it just has that special feeling. You're like, this is the unknown, and we don't have that, and I really want them to get back to it. I think it's, I think it's so important for people um, to have that. If, of course, if, the, if it was safe for the players and no, you know, it wasn't going to cause any more problems, but like, we need this, man. We need people to like, have something to be distracted by. Um, it, it, I, I think if this goes on much longer and it should, um, 
people are going to go crazy. And that would be a nice distraction. And the thing is, is, you know, old Trump's going to open up the country soon. He's going to be like, let's get, let's get back out there folks. And, um, and, and that's going to be a problem. So I think you put sports on TV, if you can play them in some way, I think it would help. Snyder, Snyder keeps chiming in. Maybe we should have just invited Snyder on tonight. Cause he's really chiming in on the, uh, Bring uh him on. yeah, here, let me, let me show you his latest comment. Can you see that one, Colin? I heard most scooter shop owners are in the <laughs> closet. <laughs> uh, no, no, not so much. Not anymore. <laughs> not anymore. I got over that years ago. Not so much. Um, you got out of you, you talk about you, you talk about watching old games. The way the analogy I would draw is just to own pornography on VHS. And I would watch the same one over and over again. And it was still good. It was good the first time. And it was good the last time. But something fresh and new. Don't know the outcome where the money shot hasn't been viewed a hundred times is far better. And I remember the day when I first dumped all my VHS porn tapes into the dumpster and how liberating that was. It was after the after we got the internet. And uh, I've never looked back, John. I've never looked back. God bless you. God bless you. Hey, listen, that's the thing. You uh, w- back then you had a couple of VHS tapes, and you knew which ones that you liked best, and you'd you'd have them queued to the right spot. Preppy summer number right. one. Preppy summer is number one. That's the first one. But now you just log in and you got a fresh one. You're like, I don't know where this is going. Let's see what happens. I mean, you know where it's going, but <laughs> <laughs> you you know you don't you don't know exactly. But you know you kind of know. Where I it's don't going. think this is really her first time. So yeah, and that's the thing about the games. It's just um, it, like there was a like NHL Network. Like I'll be coming home from work and I'm I turn it on. And it's like they're playing an old game. I'm like. I have no interest. I have no interest in this unless it unless it it has something to do with my current uh, championship fantasy season. Which, by the way, last time we were on, we determined that I was going to become the champion. So I hope that's uh, I hope everyone's sticking to that and understands that that's that's now carved in stone. Good, thank you. I'm your silence. Sure your silence had this year. <laughs> your silence <laughs> means everything. No to me. champion. Uh, so. Yeah, I think that's bunk. See, it's not, Snyder, Snyder gets me. See, see, Snyder, he gets me. Yeah. If there, if um, there's no champion in the league, there's no champion. Yeah, but technically there would be no champion by the time I had won because the Stanley Cup finals, the playoffs wouldn't even started yet. So anyway, we can discuss that later. We can get into that in a little bit. So um yeah, so I don't know. Um, it's it's crazy. Did you you did the howl tonight? The three of us did the howl. Oh yeah. Now this it's is the just the, this is just the Colorado thing, right? Nobody else is doing that anywhere. Um, I don't know what the deal is. I know it's here. I don't know where else it is. Um, I don't see so, it. It's talked it's about it's anywhere else. De- it started in Denver. Yeah, it started if, if in Denver, know, and now you, it's statewide. If you don't know what we're talking about. Every night at 8 p.m., people are going outside and howling to the moon in support of the medical workers and, and people on the front lines of this. And um, it's it's grown more and more each night. And uh, tonight, me and my my family did it. And it's funny because you start howling, then you stop, and then you listen. And it's like everybody around you is howling. Yeah. It's really cool. 
All the dogs are howling too. It's great. Love and it. the neighborhood is crazy. Yep, exactly. Um, so I had a, I had a couple people. I was I just asked if they wanted to come in tonight, and um, it did. I don't want to. I don't want to out them. Some some responded, some did not, because I wanted to find out what their take was. Just see what other people think. You know, people that cover the sports, um, but we didn't get them in, so it's just going to be us tonight. So you know, we'll figure it out. We'll figure out if. Uh, oh, Snyder says I'm the champ. So thank you, Snyder. Appreciate that. It's very nice of you. I'm going to leave that up. I'm going to leave that up for a while. So, um, so, so Colin, you said that you said that, um, you were like, I got to talk sports. And I was like, do is there a sports league? I don't know, know about, or is there, what's going on? Are you betting on league of legends games or what's, what's happening? Well, no, but I have, I have realized something, John, and that is that as much as I love my nuggets, I have been angry at them um, mm-hmm. so many t- times. I went to that against Portland last year. I took my daughter, and it was a devastating, crushing yep. loss. And I was so mad, and I and I and I swore at them. And I went up to the giant billboard of Will Barton outside, flipped it off, and then we piled onto a light rail train within inches of every other person on the light rail train. And we rode home and I, I Which realized you'd never do now. No. And I realized I can never be mad at them again because I would be so happy to watch them lose to the Rockets yep. in seven games right now. I'm I, I think that it, this is going to change me <laughs> as a bitter sports asshole i'm going to have to adjust and appreciate the game and i've had conversations over the years with andrew feinstein about nuggets while knowing they will never win a title and i think i'll be better at that moving forward in the future because enjoying the games whether they win or lose you don't know what you've got until it's gone. Just like you said, John, on the screen, it's, it's so true. Um, as miserable as I've been watching them not winning a title, I would for right now, I would home and just watch a ball game. So I'll probably be a Absolutely. little less inclined to be angry at my teams after this. I, I think hey. that's a, that's a valuable lesson. Go ahead, Scott. Yeah, we know they weren't they weren't going to win this year. We all know that. So, uh, you know, at least we don't have to see the Lakers. They weren't going to win this year. That's fine, but I'm I'm happy to not to see the Lakers holding up the trophy. That's that's good and on me. We, you don't you uh, they weren't going to win this year, but you don't know if they weren't going to win next year, but that's the whole thing. I think it makes you appreciate it because um I was just looking through like you know, old time hops. And I was complaining about the fucking, the Rockies announcers. And I was like, man, I miss complaining about those dummies. I don't even care about the games. I just, I just want to complain about the announcers, you know? Um, so it, you'll, you'll take anything at this point, right? You'll just, it's, it's, uh, it's just, uh, you miss it so much and you know, it's like, well, now you didn't ever think it could be gone and now it is. So, and it may not come back at least for a long time. Um, yeah. I mean, the Rockies, 
would be in their second week or their maybe yeah into their second getting into their second week now or third, third week third, and man. third week and I, opening I, day would have been last week today it been crazy and um just you know i'm sure it'd be the same old shit same thing with the nuggets same old shit but um god i'd love to be sitting there just complaining about you know what drew good drew goodman miss miss calling a fly ball right yeah it would be yeah to go to the games too all of that it's it's incredible we don't have this you know um, but okay. all in all guys i mean i think about this every day i a few nights ago, I took in, I ingested way too much bad news in one night. And oh, that, that I, I smoked a little and I drank a little and I read a little too much on the internet, one too many YouTube videos. And I, and I, and I had, I filled myself with panic and fear. And then I thought about it and I thought about how fucking lucky i am I have a home to shelter in and that i do have a family to love and care about and worry about and that i have a place to go every day and my panic was slowly absorbed by a suit in good fortune i began to think about those amongst us who have so much less and have so much more to worry about and sports will be back someday. We will have events to cheer for, and we will have for. And five years from now, this will be a distant memory. And 20 years from now, yeah, it'll oh. be world history. Oh, yeah, it will be. We know that. Oh, I, and man, right I, now, I just figured that. Go. I just figured the next one's going to come around and then we'll have to do the same thing over and over again. We're just going to have to live like this, you know? It's kind of my fear. I don't yeah. think that's, I really don't think that's the case. It's been since 1918 that this happened last. I don't, I don't think this is going to repeat. I really don't. I think this particular virus will repeat in late fall, early winter 2020, and then we'll be a little more ready for it. But I think looking back five years, 20 years from now, it'll be a, a significant moment in world history. Um, but I think that all in all, we should feel very, very fortunate that it's as impactful and as unusual as it is. And uh, I, for one, feel very, 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 very lucky. And that is what I use to temper my fear and my panic is a feeling of good fortune. That's that's good. You should do that because I think we've all we've covered this before. Everyone every night goes through something like, "Oh, I'm a little I'm a little hot. Ooh, do I do I have it? Am I going to die?" Like I I like woke up and I was sweaty the other night and I was like, "Oh shit, this is it. I got I got to tell my work that uh, you know, we got to shut down." I'm like, "It's it's so awful. It's like a fucking horrible thing." And I know everybody goes through it. Maybe, maybe some people less than others, but it's, uh, it's something that everyone deals with and they just think, Oh my God, this is awful. This is, we're all going to die. Um, but you know, you gotta, you gotta look on the, on the bright side and, and then and count your blessings as they say. So if you got a place to live and you got a place to, other to hide out from it, it's great. Right. And, and we've, we've heard a lot of talk 
on a national level the last few days about the disparity that this virus is affecting certain parts of our population, including the African-American community. And a lot of that has to do with the fact that often people in in vulnerable graphics are clumped together in ways that we aren't, that they're not afforded the privilege of this distancing that we have. And that they have underlying conditions largely as a result of societal inequities that go, that date back for generations. And um, I think those are things that as they become more evident, will allow our culture to gain, actually make strides as a result of all of this moving forward. And that is something that, we can take some encouragement from as we, as we look at how our own privilege allows us the ability to stay healthy right now and that a year from now or two years from now, we remember, we remember that and uh, that we help no. bring other components of our society along with us into that realm. Um, Colin, no judgment. Uh, have, have you been drinking for a while? <laughs> no. No, 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 I haven't. I've had, I've had, no, this is my second Miller light and I did drink a, a a pretty decent. Oh, by the way, Snyder gave me this glass. That's why I keep Q Snyder. No, John. Um, Hey, I'm not wasted. I'm, but I am coming along. Okay. (laughs) And that's something I wanted to talk about tonight a little bit. Well, hold on. Hold on. In that. Hold on a second. We've got a special guest joining us. Oh, are you guys ready? Are you guys ready for this? Yeah. Okay. Coming on to the show, the one and only Nate Lundy. Here he is. <laughs> oh my! Well, is. I want to hear, hear more. I want to hear more about how drunk Colin is. Keep going. <laughs> this is good. I'm enjoying this. He's 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 kind of he's kind of just going on about love and love and peace, and I it's it's a nice sentiment. But I just figured I saw you pop up, Nate, and I figured we could bring you on. So uh, no, Mile High Sports, it. Nate Lundy, everybody. He decided to join us, and uh, I popped him in because I wanted to get his opinion on kind of what's going on. We've been droning on and on about it, Nate, and uh, talking about you know whether it be sports and everything like that. Um, I know that uh, you know you you can kind of you can kind of cover the gambling aspect of it too. I mean, people want to gamble on sports, right? Is there are we going to have games in any form soon, or what's the story? What's your expert opinion on that? Well, first of all, as I touch my face, which means I'm probably in trouble with the Surgeon General. Um, here's what's kind of interesting. So you talked about the gambling aspect of it. I was actually talking to some of the guys from DraftKings um, maybe about a week and a half ago. And they were joking about the fact that they still have people signing up. They still have people depositing money in their accounts and everything for sports betting. And it's because these folks are gambling on, and this is a direct quote, Russian ping pong. <laughs> like that is the point that we're at here. The same way that a lot of us will go grab, you know, whatever alcoholic beverage we can find because we just enjoy it. The sports gambling community is trying so hard to find something that they can gamble on, whether it is a Madden NFL sim 
whether it is Russian ping pong, Taiwanese baseball, they're looking for anything possible that they can find while they're waiting for everything to come back in the States. It's really, really strange. Uh, thankfully, I, as much of a gambler as I am, I'm not quite that addicted, but I'm awfully close. That this is, is the um, sports yeah, wagering equivalent to smoking pot out of a pop can. Yeah, it's uh, I'm I'm often I often remember uh, Chris Stapleton. You guys know I'm a big country music fan, but uh, Chris Stapleton has a song called Smoke Them Stems, where he talks about he's basically gotten to the point where all he's got left is the stems and forget it. I'm going to smoke it. And I think that's kind of where the gambling community is. Well, on on DraftKings, I was like desperate and I start I bet on Aussie rules football. And then I bet I had a I had one set. I had no idea who anyone was. And then right before that game ran, they canceled the season. And I was like, damn it. So and I was like asking my son, I was like, hey, what about League of Legends? You know any of the teams or you know what's up? And I I didn't go there. So I couldn't do it. I'm just surprised that um, we continue to see Adam Schefter was tweeting about it, all of this. I, I'm actually kind of a little disgusted with all of the major national people right now because they're all trying to place a date on everything. Um, yeah. they're, and they're trying too hard. Um, none of us have the answer. None of the sports commissioners have the answer. And yet they continue to try to find an answer over and over again. And I, as a fan, forget Mile High Sports, forget all of that for a second, just as a fan, it frustrates me because I think anybody with with a half a head on their shoulders knows that it's impossible to predict this right now. And it's really frustrating because the more they try to do it, um, the more frustrated I get because I recognize that we just kind of have to wait. We don't have a choice right now. Um, as I much as I want thing. games, we can't help it. I so, get the date thing because I feel we need to have hope. And without having some sort of something to look to, I think we lose hope. And this is so, something I've been dealing with lately. So let me ask you this, though. Do you find more hope in trying to talk about, say, finishing an NHL playoffs or an NBA playoffs or in what came out of Los Angeles yesterday where you have politicians talking about that we're going to be lucky to do anything by Thanksgiving? Like, to me, there's a balance there between trying to have oh, hope sure. And also pulling our hair out, which, as you can right. see, without being able to get a haircut, I've got way too much of right now. I get why people are trying to come up with dates, you know, like uh, like I'm trying to when do I restart my business again? You know, and, and uh, talking to the people that I work with. Well, let's 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 shoot for June 1st. If it happens. Cool. Well, at least we're going towards something. And I think we can get lost in kind of the minutia of doing nothing all day long, just kind of because our lives are on pause so that's all. so so the governor of, of our state who's doing a fantastic job and uh is a, is a beacon of hope i think and uh you know he was like you know we're doing well we're doing good the next day he's like yeah seen anything yet folks lots of death coming you know and it, it just kind of goes no one has any idea so that's like you know when anybody's saying oh yeah for sure we're going to do this around this there's no way anybody could know no. um but you know we've speculated already for you know 30 minutes just going well maybe they could do you know empty stadiums maybe they could do this whatever it seems like that the nhl and the nba are probably probably done don't you think nate and then maybe baseball salvageable yeah, I think so. I mean, I, I've told a lot of people that have asked me my opinion. I think the NHL is in the biggest trouble, and it's actually because of where we sit on the calendar more than anything else. Because if the NHL pushes much further, 
Um, by the time you get back, you do a handful of practices, you get games going. Remember that when it comes to the season starting outside of football, but when it comes to the season starting that we're already underway, the NHL gets underway the fastest. Their camps and everything start in September. So I think they are hosed. I also think they're hosed because they are the league that has the smallest amount of television revenue. They are the league that has the least amount to gain by trying to get their games played. The Mm -hmm. NBA can make money. Major League Baseball can make money just because of the quantity of games that they have. And obviously, I'm leaving football out of it for the moment. I think the NHL is the one that needs to be able to pull the plug. Now, I'm a firm believer. um, I've said it on the radio numerous times. I can't stand Gary Bettman. I think he's the worst of the big four commissioners. Um, He does not own a pair of balls, so he doesn't have the capability to be able to say, guys, we need to pull the plug. We're going to do this for 2021. We're going to do it right. We don't want to leave our players in limbo. That's the smartest thing I think that he could do right now. The NBA, I think, could come up with a way to do a modified playoffs if they needed to. But I'm kind of with you, John. I'm not sure that either one of them can get anything done. But, you know, I look down in the in the corner here of the screen and I see Colin with the Rockies hat on. I mean, Colin, you are as much of a Rockies guy as I know. What do you think for baseball? Burp. Well, I heard that I part. Yeah. Idea what to think. I mean, I know this much, Nate. I I'm not going to Coors Field anytime soon. I mean, right. not unless uh, not unless something amazing happens. What and, would be amazing to uh, what, would, what would be? What, I also want to say. I think something amazing is going to happen, and I don't know how to specifically to define what that means other than I do think a world perspective, the amount of energy from incredibly smart people that is being poured into this virus is going to have an amazing result. Um, I believe maybe that there's going to be some kind of a breakthrough that allows societies to return to normal sooner than some people think. Um, but as far as what do I think about major league baseball and what they're, I would anticipate there will be baseball games by mid June and they may or may not be in home markets, but there will not be people in the stands right now, because even if they allowed people to be in the stand people will want to be in the stands. Nate, how do you feel about sitting in a crowded stadium right now? If, if the avalanche were playing a playoff game tonight, um, would you, I mean, or let's say, let's say in uh, May 15th, the avalanche were playing a playoff game. Would you be sitting there? No, no, no I wouldn't, wouldn't do it. I know. I, I mean, right now, I don't think so. Um, I, I don't think I can put myself in that kind of position, barring what Colin said, that something amazing happens. And I do believe yeah. that there's a lot of very smart people, certainly smarter, um, you know, no offense than the four of us. Uh, but I do think there are some people that are smarter than we are that um, are working on this and are the right kind of people to be working on it. And maybe something amazing does wind up happening. But no, I don't I don't think that that's going to be the case. And, and you guys know this about me. I made the comment about being a, a country music fan. I, I'm a concert guy. Um, and, you know, John, I'll tell you that I feel the same way about a, you know, you know, 20,000 people in an arena 
that I would with a couple hundred people at a club show right now. I mean, to me, those are I, those are the same things, even though same we're talking thing. about two completely different population groups. Yep. I think that it still feels the same way. I think yep. that there's going to take a lot. And, and that, to me, is one of the most interesting, um, I, I guess you could say, sociological experiments with this is, let's say, um, to Colin's point, let's say on June 1st, they open the doors and they say, hey, we're going to do concerts, we're going to have sporting events, we're going to have these kinds of things. It's one thing to say that you're going to allow it. It's another one to actually believe that the population is going to be there. And those are two completely different discussions because you're talking about a trust factor, right? You're talking about a belief that I can go out into that environment and not risk anything. And so it's one thing to open the door. It's another one to expect people to walk through. And I think that's the same, like I said, whether we're talking about Pepsi Center or whether we're talking about the Ogden Theater, right? I mean, I, I think that's still just something that is going to be really interesting to see what people are and aren't willing to do. Sure. And I said earlier, if they if they opened it tomorrow and said NHL playoffs are on, that place would be packed. Now you and I wouldn't be there, but that place would be packed, right? Sure, sure it would be. Of it course, absolutely but- would be. This the same reason why we've seen I disagree. You know, packed. I but, no, but Colin, we've seen but Colin, we've seen some really dumbass people in this town. You've <laughs> tweeted about it. John has tweeted about it. So have I. We have seen groups of people that are doing pickup basketball games, and there's 35 of them on the court in the middle of all of this. There are some dumbass people in our population. And the great part is that Darwin was right. So maybe some of those people will get weeded out. But it, there are stupid people. They will show up, man. I feel we've seen this already. I mean, three nights after everything got canceled pepsi centers packed with post malone for post malone exactly i just i I think think that i i think there are enough people out there that would do it but and i think that is what the leagues right now have to weigh it's what the venues have to weigh it's what josh Kroenke has to weigh is even if you get the public health green light do you truly feel in your gut that it's the right thing to do that is the question um, Nate, I'll let you go. Thanks for jumping on with us. We Absolutely, appreciate, guys. appreciate, appreciate you taking the time. I appreciate the invite. Colin, what's the drink of choice tonight? If you're getting buzzed, I want to know. Um, I'm, I'm going, uh, I'm going combo Miller light Coors light and, uh, I'm, my whiskey's gone. <laughs> That's all. So, we need to um, That's all I we need, need to refill. Nate, guys, Nate thanks, give yourself a plug. Invite. Tell everybody, tell everybody where they can uh, find you. All your stuff. Hey, you can find me on Twitter. It is simple. I am at Nate Lundy. You can obviously find us at Mile High Sports. And like everybody, I've been telling folks, um, everybody's got their own way to be able to help businesses and things like that. You guys know that we've got a magazine that's been around now for 17 and a half years. And the best way that you can support us is go out there and subscribe to it. It helps pay for the writers. It helps pay for everything that we do. Doug Ottawell, who you guys know, you've had him on the pod before. Um, truly one of my favorite people. Um, he produces one of the best magazines I have ever seen. Um, I stay out of his way. That's frankly why it's such a good magazine. But you guys can go onto the website and subscribe to the magazine. You'd help us and you'd help all of our writers and everybody with what they're doing. So thank you very much. Awesome. Thank you, sir. Thanks, guys. I appreciate you jumping on. Hey, groups to the DNVR. <laughs> subscribe to Mile High Sports Magazine tomorrow. Thank you, guys. Appreciate Let's you. Let's do this. <laughs> awesome. Thanks, Nate. Appreciate it. Thank you. Cool. See, so I see somebody showed up. It's nice. a, a phrase. <laughs>
I invented a phrase? a phrase this week, boys. Yep. Yes. What is it? Um, I met and uh, defined Fox News dad bro. Okay. okay. I had a um, I had in need of a of a vehicle come visit the store this week with her Fox News dad bro, and she, young girl, you know, nineteen years old, followed every single that we have laid out to a T and mm-hmm. he being Fox news, dad, bro, absolutely Didn't. ignored every single thing that all of our signage and all of our orders and all of our pro and just ran up on my people, breathed on people, touched everything. Didn't give a fuck. And he said, Bullshit. and I quote, you guys are re- really worried about getting. <laughs> yeah, fuck yeah. yeah. We sure are. Fuck yeah, I am. <laughs> yeah. We're fucking pretty worried about getting sick. Furthermore, I'm pretty wor- worried about bringing it home. Fox News dad, bro. To all you Fox News dad bros out there, if you think this isn't a big deal, and you think that society is overreacting, then maybe you should grab a shovel and start helping to dig the mass graves in Central Park, you fucking cocksucker. Oh, that's totally it. All those people are like, this isn't a big deal. It's like, go walk through the ICU without a mask on. Go fucking hug everybody that's in there. You won't do it. You're fucking, you're fucking yeah. pussy. You won't do it. Um, so my dad, so I, my real quick, sorry, to, okay. sorry to grab the mic here and sidetrack you. My, my father is dying and, um, I've had some experiences relating to this that I can barely describe. Um, but I'll tell you a story on Saturday this last week. So we could go tomorrow. 1.30 in the morning, I was watching an LAPD police chase on my phone in the kitchen and just about to go to bed, drunk, and uh, just waiting for this police chase to wrap up. My, my phone rings. It's my dad. His internal defibrillator that's been in his heart for inside his chest cavity for the last 20 years is going off like every five minutes. And and it's shocking his heart. He's crying, saying, I'm, I think tonight's the night. I think I'm going to go. And uh, I don't have a will, so which we've discussed a lot over the last few weeks. So I need, need you to grab a pen and a piece of notebook paper, and we're going to talk. <laughs> so in the midst of this global pandemic, I had to sit down drunk and write down account numbers and locations of vehicle titles and where safe deposit boxes are and who who who's the renter on the rental property and blah 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 um, short fellas he's still alive and uh the prognosis is god Good. knows what but that night i had to deal with that and it was really taxing and really emotional and um 
really made me think about what we're dealing with now, how to put it in perspective with all the other things going on in our lives. And, oh, man, I held it all together. I was doing great, staying on point, professional, business-like, ready to deal with whatever came down the road. Um, and then we sat down on Monday evening with my family and we watched a movie called the peanut butter Falcon. Have either of you, I know about it, but I haven't seen it. What's the name? I I didn't catch it. It's called the peanut butter Falcon. And it's a movie about a, a, a young man, 22 years old with down, and he lives in a retirement home because that's the only place where they can put him where he lives. And uh, he has no family and he escapes. That's all I'll say because I want you to see it. And I've been holding it together, you know. I've been business together, get, getting all my ducks in a row, getting ready for my dad to die. And then I watch that movie <laughs> with my family. And I cried every fucking five minutes. I just started crying. <laughs> My wife's like, what's going on with you? Are you all right? Do you have the coronavirus? Um, and it, it just, it all came out. It just all came out all at once. It was so embarrassing because I, I couldn't, I couldn't help myself. And, um, when you see the movie, hopefully you'll have the same response, but you, um, Oh my God, it was fucking terrible. You, you should, you should also watch Onward, the last Pixar movie, because that one's a that one's a bit of a tearjerker too, and um, it has a. Well, I won't ruin it for you, but it's it's about two brothers trying to trying to revisit their father one time, one more time, because he's been dead since they were little, and um, it it's got a really fucking cool ending that um, it really hits home. And especially if you have like a brother, you know, it kind of uh, has a, has a nice, uh, has a nice little, uh, a nice little kick in the, kick in the feelings for you. So if you want to cry again, Colin, watch that one. <laughs> yeah, Colin, I'm really sorry. You went through that. It awesome. Hey Colin, guess what? I'm going to get oh, a glass God. of wine. I'm going to get a glass of wine, but I got to I have to go all the way downstairs. Um, so, um, Scott and I'll talk for a why, yeah, why don't Why don't you do talk for a little bit? Do a read if you have to. Don't we have to do a read or something? Isn't this brought to you by Sobo Liquors? Sure, absolutely. Okay. Drive through. I'll, I'll be right you back. Talk, you have to, talk amongst yourselves. I mean, you talk about you talk about responsible social distancing, a responsible way to sell alcohol in these in these uncertain times man i'm so in these uncertain times if you want to buy your booze and you know i do and not have to stand there next to creepy people and fox news dad bros go to sobo liquors uh evans and broadway where Mark Rycroft, the great former Colorado Avalanche and former DU player, is the proprietor. Stop by and see him. Cruise on by. Tell him the South Sands second movie's feeling well. Make sure he doesn't cough on you. And uh, buy from their selection of wines. They love wine over there. 
selection of craft beers, high-end liquor. Carry the shit I buy because I buy garbage. And they sell nice, good stuff. So, Sobo Liquors. And while we're at it, this would be a really good time for everybody to sign up for a subscription to Mile High Sports Magazine. Throw them the fucking money. Give them the 50 or 60 bucks or whatever the fuck it is for a year subscription. And while you're after you subscribe to Mile High Sports, why not subscribe at DNVR Sports and support them too? Because the people who cover sports right now need your help. They need your support. Order from your local delivery place, your local Mexican spot, your favorite Italian place, and then Sign up at DNVI, DNVR Sports and Mile High Sports. And shop at Sobo Liquors. You know I do. Okay. We're doing some questions? It's a question, nope. huh? It's a question. Nope. Nope. <laughs> no, okay. No. okay. No, okay. So we're, we're coming up on an hour. Um, we, you know, we can, we can keep talking. If you got stuff to talk about, it doesn't, it doesn't matter to me. I just wanted you to be aware that we're, um, uh, that we're, uh, that we're coming up on it. Um, but, uh, you know, we've, we've, we've covered a lot, uh, covered most things we can without any sports going on. So, um, what else, what else is going on? What do you got? What do you got happening? Tom Brady. Well, I got a couple of things. Tom Brady. Oh yeah. Tom Brady. I got a couple of things here. Um, not lately. Um, because I have become the pickup and delivery guy for my shop and, uh, it's been interesting. Um, seeing customers in their natural habitat, but also switching around the radio. And I have been making a point of listening to local sports talk, of course, but also switching between Colorado Public Radio, which I love, and Fox News at Freedom 760. And it's fucking fascinating. From a strictly societal point of view, just looking at how diametrically opposed factions within this country are with regard to this virus. I'll listen to Sean Hannity and then I'll flip over and listen to NPR and then flip back and then NPR and then flip back. NPR will have a guy from Zimbabwe who's living in Wuhan and, and just got cleared to walk. And this African living in Wuhan bought a Hawaiian pizza on his first day out of the apartment. And then I flip over and it's Hannity talking about how President Trump of all time. And all of this, uh, everybody's freaking out about coronavirus and it's all bullshit. And then you flip back. And a guy on NPR says things are 18 months. And then you flip back. And it's fascinating. This We are living in a split society. It's two different it, realities. We are, all, we are almost 50-50 diametrically opposed. Go ahead, Scott. Oh, it's, it's uh, two different realities is how I said and often you're flipping back and forth, but usually one person stays in their reality and the other person stays in their own reality. 
and we're living in the same space with two different realities. Um, let me lighten the mood and uh, share a screen with you. And let me let me show you like what I just um, what I just bought. Just it just in the hopes. See my my re- my retro hat here. Um, this is what I this is what I just bought. So um, can you see yes. that, Colin? Lesbian Nordiques. Oh, that's cool. It's pretty nice. <laughs> you like that? Yeah. You see who made that? A hamburger hot dog. Somebody like that. Yeah. Hopefully, yeah, hamburger hot dog. Hopefully, they have. They're not going to cough on it when they box and it. And you up. know what I what, what I think of when I see hamburger hot dog? Done? Hamburgers and hot dogs too. I want to have a barbecue. Yeah. This okay. would be a great time for you to play that, Scott. If you had, if you were in the studio, I know. I know. You could do There's it. So many, so many. I was uh, when you when you mentioned count your blessings, and I'm like, yeah. oh my god count your blessings by the frogs where is it and I'm hey like, speaking of that have you watched any okay. beef house though i have yet to watch beef house. you guys I, have to watch beef house i know i gotta what have you guys been watching because i've been I've, watching uh, beef house watch the second episode okay. of beef house it's probably on I'm the adult swim website it's the yeah. funniest goddamn 10 minutes you'll ever watch it's so funny okay cool um, it's on hulu so i'll watch that. is it well it's on hulu already it is, yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, yeah, it is. As it's, long as you have the, the live aspect. So I, I've been watching Beef House, but I've also been watching – I just started watching Picard and because uh, uh, I got the free CBS All Access for the month. Uh, you know, Better Call Saul, all that stuff. So, um, yeah, yeah. Let's, there's lots to watch, a lot of time to watch. So, Well, there is. There's lots of kind of – I finished you – know? I finished season four of Call Saul, and now I'm I'm current on five, and I just went back and watched season one of Ozark, and I'm looking forward to watching two, and now three is on Netflix. As I well. just I just finished the last season of Ozark, and um, when you're when you're caught up, I, I want to have a discussion about it because I have a yeah. couple I have a couple I have a couple concerns, a couple things I, I want to talk through. about. I just blazed through Ozark too. Like I like it, you know, it's, but it's it's you know it's, it's good. Not but I had great. some problems. I, I don't not, know. It's, it's good. Not one of it's, the great ones. I I really enjoyed it, but this season, like, it had a major plot point that I just was like, they kind of just like hung everything on this, and I was like, really? I was like, okay, but it had a very it had a very pretty crazy ending at the end of the season. Um, the good one to watch is Brockmire. I don't know if you guys if you guys have that. Oh, I love Brockmire. I haven't seen that one. Brockmire is fantastic. So good. Going going back to Ozark, you know, before I watched Ozark, I was uh, I finally I didn't even realize there was a additional season of Arrested Development. Yeah, yeah, it was two, I think. Yeah, I was like two on Netflix. So there was another one I wasn't aware of. I watched that. Then I watched Ozark, and then I watched Outsider, and yeah, um, Outsider's but, good. But that's that's just uh, a whole lot of uh, that of that Bateman dude. But uh, <laughs> love Bateman, it's great. Stuff. Yeah, I kind of do too. I remember when he was just Justine Bateman's brother. Yeah, and, yeah. No, there he, was a point he, when that that happened. He directed brother, a bunch yeah. of the Outsider. It was really good. I, I watched that because of you. You were talking about how how much Outsider you was really good, man. I, it was creepy as hell. Had had a little yeah. bit of a anticlimactic ending but uh, uh, the rest of it was was pretty fucking kick ass so um yeah plenty of stuff to watch um you know like i said I, it took me a couple weeks to to stop refreshing like my fantasy team pages 
because I kept thinking, well, maybe something will change, you know, something change. And and now I'm just like, I even, I was mock drafting for baseball for a while. And I just, now I just stopped. I was like, there's no point because by the time, yeah. by the time the season starts, if it does, I mean, like there's like a, a guy that plays for the Yankees. He was a pitcher. He, he was hurt. And they were like, oh, well, you know, he's hurt. He won't be available till June. And it was like, well, he could be fucking rocking and rolling. So he'll be, it, it's just pointless to do that. Um, it's fun to mock draft, but I just can't do it anymore. A lot of guys, and I don't know the names of the pitchers, but I just know a few, at least two or three pitchers I'm aware of got, uh, just took care of injuries that they've had yeah. for years. They're like, this is the year. Had the Tommy John surgery now, there's no season this year. Well, that was the thing about, about fantasy hockey is there was a ton of people that got hurt and they were out and maybe they'd make it back for the playoffs. If they resume, which I don't think they will, those guys will all be back in the mix. And there was a guy I had the I had the like the top scoring defenseman in fantasy hockey, Dougie Hamilton. And uh, he broke his leg. And I was like, oh fuck. And I lost him. And I was like, well, he's not coming back. I dropped him. He he'll be fine. He'll be fine by June. And so if, if June yeah. comes around, they play, he'll be good. And there's gonna be all these people you can pick up. So yeah. it's 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 gonna be so it's gonna be a while comes back. I picked up Kyrie Irving, yep. and, uh, Durant, and uh, Clay Thompson. Those you guys did? Were all Steph Curry. <laughs> well, they should have cut. They should. They should have shut it down. Like I picked up. I picked up Steve Stamkos like right before they like were about to announce shut shut it down, which I probably shouldn't have done. And but I have him, and if if they come back, he'll be he'll be perfectly healthy. So well, Colin's a GM. He didn't shut it down. So yeah. oh well, that he's a, <laughs> he's. A, He's a GM, if if you know what I mean. <laughs> so you know why not? So uh, we'll see what happens. I'll I'll roll in that league if it comes back. Well, listen, what you mentioned, Tom Brady. I want to say real quick, and we can wrap it up pretty soon. Um, Tom Brady went on Howard Stern this last Wednesday, and um, I didn't hear the full interview. I heard I heard parts of it because I just wasn't. That's the whole thing. Like usually, I'm in my I'm in my truck a lot, and I can drive around and I can listen to these full interviews. Uh, but I have them at all. I just go to the office and I sit there because I can't go anywhere. So I didn't hear the whole interview. I can easily hear it on the app. I know, but I've heard like good two good chunks of it. Um, it was a really good interview. It, Tom Brady seems like a genuine guy. I don't know if you guys heard it. Scott didn't hear it. I don't know if you heard it, Colin. Did you hear any of the interview? No, but I believe Tom Brady's a genuine guy. I think he's a genuine guy. He seems like a pretty sincere person. Um, seems, I'm trying to phrase this the right way without offending my main man, Tom. Um, kind of seems like it's not that he's dumb, but he's like probably around a lot of smart people and he wants to be smarter than he is. He's kind of like Tom Cruise in that. Like Tom Cruise doesn't seem like a smart person, but like, you hear him speak and you're like, he's probably around a lot of smart people. So he knows how to sound smart, but he's not very smart. Does that make sense? And that's kind of how the entire. Oh yeah. Just, so. And that's, and, and that's kind of how Tom Brady is. He seems reasonably intelligent for, for a football player. Um, he was swearing. He was saying fuck. And he was saying shit and everything like that. He talked about how he smoked weed as a teenager and things like that. Um, it was a pretty good interview, but it was done this way. So it was kind of hard for them because Stern likes to kind of pepper people with questions. So he was kind of talking over him. It was kind of hard to, to hear a little bit. Um, but it was, it was a good interview. And I think, I think Tom kind of, uh, 
kind of showed a little bit different uh, aspect of his personality. It was good. I recommend everyone listening to it. You know, I love Tom Brady. I do. Hey, how about that Chris Johnson? He murdered a couple people. Well, that's Tampa Tom. Tampa New England Tom. That's right. Tampa Tom. Tampa Tampa Brady. That's right. Um, so, John, you so talked anyway, about how you liked it. You talked about driving around town, and I assume you still do to a certain degree. Have you noticed how crazy it is driving around town now? I have. How fast people drive? And I, I've made a lot of observations about it. Um, there's a lot of room, so a lot of people drive really fast because they're like, fuck yeah, room, I'm going to go, which is fine, but it's like they're being kind of assholes about it. And I think once everybody floods the streets again, they're going to be really bummed out. And I think there's going to be a bunch of accidents because people aren't going to people aren't going to be ready for it. What's what I noticed early on this is that I would approach an intersection that, that I go by twice daily, and I just kind of naturally slowed down. I was like, duh, 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 and I was like, oh wait, green light, and I was able to go right through because I wasn't ever used to going through it. I was always stopping there because it was a major intersection, Alameda and Havana. That's the one. So I noticed that that a lot of things have changed, and like there's there's intersections where I would I would have to sit like five cars deep for a turn arrow. Now I just go up and I just wait, and then I can I can I can go right over. That's awesome, but I think there's going to be problems once everybody comes back and there's going to be a lot more people on the road because there's people who are like basically treating it like this is um this is like the fucking end of the world i'm going to drive like it and they're not going to be happy once everybody's back yeah i've been driving actually more defensively and slower than ever and i don't know why but I know it annoys the fuck out of people. Horns laid at me. I mean, I'll run a stoplight. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I'm like anybody else. But I seem the emptier the roads are, the more likely I am to go an hour. I don't know why that is. Man. But I had it just coming home tonight I'm from work. I had a guy laying on his horn behind me and then go and pass me in the oncoming traffic lane because he was mad that i wasn't going 45 i was going 25 but it's it's almost like it's so empty i just want to take my time and enjoy myself i i hear you but i'm I'm driving faster for sure because there's more room but i'm i'm not going that much faster that it like i'm being an asshole about it because i just see people weaving in and out of traffic now because they can and i'm like dude this is a problem you shouldn't be doing it there's much more room it's great but just don't be a prick about it. Just just get to where you're going. There's plenty of room. You can get around people. People are driving up everyone's ass, and I'm like, this is not good. This, It's a classic thing. This is a human behavior. It's like instead of like what you're saying, hey, let's just take it easy. We don't have anywhere to be. Fuck, let's, let's go a little – let's get a little slower. They're not. They go, we got to go faster. We got we to get here. I got to get around you. And that's going to cause problems as soon as there's more people on the road in like three weeks. I think it's the Lakewood Police Department. Uh, I think it's their Twitter account that's been posting all of the, uh, the the high speeds and like a 16-year-old kid going 126 miles per hour and so forth. Uh, people are driving very fast. I'm right off yes. of 6th and I, we can 
which is it's been awesome because you get a lot of highway noise from six the highway and it's been like it's nice you don't really hear that much anymore but wow do you hear those motorcycles going motorcycles um, yeah very very apparent when they i've got my I've got Monaco over here and it's very loud and it's, you can't hear it now. It's just gone. So that's great. The, 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 the air quality has returned. It's fantastic, but you know what? We're going to be right back in the shit as soon as this is over. Um, so, you know, take it or leave it. I guess, uh, you can, uh, you can see the positives and the negatives, but, um, as I said, I was like, yeah, this is great driving fast and, and having all these green lights and I can get through these intersections I'm usually waiting at. But um, the 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 other option is having a ton of assholes on the road. Well, that means everybody's healthy and back at it. And I would probably prefer that, even though that's more frustrating. But I will, uh, you know, you have to appreciate things like that and go, you know what? I'm stuck in traffic and this fucking asshole is blocking me. He's, he's in a he's in a, a white pickup that says Sportique on the back. But you know what? I'm, I'm totally cool with it because <laughs> um, because I know everyone's healthy and we're, we're and we're back in back in normal mode. Yeah, let's get there. Huh? Well, on let's that get note, there. I, um, I want to say I love you guys and I'm glad you're both healthy and uh, living your lives. Likewise, man. I'm, uh, yeah, it's a drag and I'm, I, I yeah, it's a, such a weird time and I just, it's hard. Isn't this hard? I mean, it's really hard. I had a really difficult time this week, just getting motivated to do anything. Um, it's, I, I need to, I need to see that light at the end of the tunnel. I, I need to know that it's coming, even if it's not, I, I really feel that way these days. I, I agree. Yeah. And, and like I said, I'm still oh, going brother. to the office every day and do it. I'm still doing work, but I'm like, it's, it's, it's different. It's depressing. It's kind of like, I, I know like this isn't the same and um, yeah, you want that like, okay, you want that date. And this is the thing. Everybody wants that date and fucking Trump's like putting a date on it and which is wrong. And we all want it. We all want it. Well, it's too is, soon is the problem. This is, this is like what Lundy said earlier. He's like, they're, they're putting dates on things and they're saying this and it's like, well, they have to because Th that that gives people hope you know it says okay well we're gonna have baseball by may 2nd you know and I, if you said yeah you're gonna have the rockies playing on may 2nd oh my god dude i'm gonna i'm gonna stand on my roof and jack off into the fucking street over that trust but me see, i wouldn't i wouldn't believe may 2nd but if i heard june 2nd or, or or june 20th and it's going to be in arizona well that that feels real to me yeah okay. it could yeah it's it's unprecedented is what I told some of the other day when we were talking. They were like asking about this is my my work thing. And I said, look, this is unprecedented. We have no idea. So let's just, you know, let's just figure it out. We'll get there together. Right. Something like that. We need testing. Testing. Uh, that would testing. Be, uh, <sighs> it would be good. It'd be good. Yeah. What if you, and know that just, you had it? I, what, if, just, what if you knew you had it? You recovered and you're immune. That would oh be awesome. God. Yeah, I'd, be, I'd, be, I'd run around. I'd be like, yeah. Oh, it changed your life. <laughs> Run around oh, yeah. naked in the neighborhood. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm, I'm done. Oh, absolutely. Be fantastic. Uh, well, listen, let's wrap it up. Uh good. any any final comments and we can uh, we can call it a night. No, it's not. Hey, this has been nice talking to you guys. I appreciate no, it. No. It's always good, man. Snyder Snyder's saying stay healthy, fellas. You too, Snyder. I love you, Chris. Um so, Colin, send us off, and I will end the broadcast, and we'll um, 
We'll talk to everyone hopefully very soon. We're going to make it Denver! <laughs> yeah! Good night. Good night, everyone. See you guys. I'm gay, I'm going to art school, or I'm going to the gathering of juggalos.